coming up next on Chamber Amplified. Palmer evaluates your bill copies to make sure you're not paying a, you know, a variable rate that's a, you know, possibly an auto renew rate. Maybe your contract has ended and it's auto renewed on a month to month, you know, non-competitive rate. Um, you know, maybe you've accidentally been picked up by a supplier over the phone with a, you know, introductory offer that's, uh, you know, going to turn into a much higher rate a couple of months down the road. And all of a sudden you look at your bill, what is happening here? Welcome to the show. I'm Doug Jenkins from the Findlay Hancock County Chamber of Commerce. On each episode of Chamber Amplified, we examine issues impacting the local business community, whether it be employee recruitment, retention, marketing, IT issues. Today, we're talking about energy costs. More on that in a moment, but really anything that could impact your business. Our goal is to give our members tips each week on at least one way they can improve operations and thrive in the current business environment. Each week, we're also talking to a long-tenured Chamber of Commerce member to learn more about how they got started, the twists and turns they experienced along the way, and the lessons that they experienced as well. Today, we're talking about energy prices. Certainly, with the cost of doing business going up these days, you're looking to save wherever you can, especially when it comes to your utilities. Emily Snyder from Palmer Energy joins me to talk about the programs that are available to make sure that you're getting the best price on gas and electric and some of the things you can be doing to increase your energy efficiency on your own. We also get into what's causing energy prices to rise. Here's a hint. It's not just one thing. No matter what the memes you've seen say, it's a multitude of factors. We'll get into that a bit as well. We're also joined today by Gary Smalley of Charles Construction Services. Chances are, if you've seen a construction project in the area, you've seen their logo around. They're quite busy. Gary talks about the history of the company, the biggest changes in construction over the years, and why he thinks more kids are starting to look at the trades. Also, why you don't want to run up against the Charles Construction softball team. More on that coming up as well. Thank you for tuning in. We really appreciate it. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, be sure to rate and review the show. It does help spread the word. Now, let's get into it. Joining us now on Chamber Amplified is Emily Snyder. She is your Chamber Energy Solutions Program partner. Works with us here at the Chamber and works with our Chamber of Commerce members to help them find efficient solutions to everything going on with the energy prices right now. We've got a lot to talk about, Emily. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Doug. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So this is certainly something everybody's keeping an eye on, whether you're running your household budget or you're running a budget for uh, a large business. People are trying to manage their energy costs right now. So before we kind of get into the solutions that are available and some of the things that people should be doing, uh, let's kind of get some background on what's driving the costs the way we see them right now. Okay. Um, Well, quick uh, update on electric and natural gas, but um, our electric prices have increased mainly due to increased natural gas costs in the availability of generation, as well as the hotter summer temperatures we're seeing across the country. Um, natural gas fire generation makes over makes up over 35% of the generation capacity mix in, in the country right now. And capacity costs are what pertain to ensuring that there is enough electric supply to meet the demand at any given time. Um, so the use of coal power generation is expected to decline. Um, however, the uh, Energy Information Administration experts er, expect the largest growth, growth in generation capacity from the renewables sector, uh, despite large delays due to tariff regulations, manufacturing, 
supply chain issues and longer wait times with um, interconnection studies and project approvals. So wholesale pricing continues to display a lower trend the further you look out into the future. So not only is the electric pricing increasing, um, our natural gas prices are definitely higher than this time last year, which everyone is seeing for sure. Um, Palmer continuously watches the market on a daily basis. Um, we did see a temporary decrease in early June, and that was due to an explosion at the Freeport, that's a liquid, liquefied natural gas terminal um, right. in Texas. And um, it sent shockwaves through the NYMEX, the, you know, the natural gas futures market. Um, the original restoration timelines to operations at the terminal was estimated at three weeks. Then they lengthened it to three to four months. And now it's currently unknown when that's going to be um, up and running. Uh, the Pipeline and Hazardous Materials Safety Administration conducted an investigation and deemed the gas terminal was unsafe. Um, a best case scenario for a full return to operations seems to be late 2022. And, you know, why is this a big deal, you might ask? Mm -hmm. But uh, the Freeport uh, exports roughly 2 billion cubic feet per day in LNG supplies, meaning somewhere in the neighborhood of 250 to 300 BCFs of previously anticipated gas export volumes. Um, now will be reverted into underground domestic storage here um, ahead of the upcoming winter heating season. However, since we saw you know that 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 decrease, uh, the continued heat throughout the entire country uh, and associated uh, you know levels of gas fire generation to provide electricity for air conditioning has essentially negated uh, you know the the Right. You know, the loss that we had there. So um, not the loss, the decline that we had there. Um, so uh, that kind of uh, negated that. Uh, right. So the, the bottom line is there's a lot of factors going on that are outside of all of our control on a day to day basis. So let's talk about the things that, that we can control as business sure. owners. What are opportunities to help at least maintain the line or slow down that uh, that rise in, in energy costs? Um, we'll talk again. I, I guess this is probably the best time to start talking about uh, the chamber energy program that you provide. Uh, that's certainly one way people can uh, can find some efficiencies. How do we get involved in that? Well, sure. Um, the chamber energy solutions uh, program. Um, it's our goal to reduce your business's energy costs by implementing individual and group buying strategies. Um, you deserve the best solutions for your own personal personalized needs. So um, we do look at you at an individual basis and try to find a solution for energy cost savings for you. Um, you know, the best way to get started uh, would be to email me most recent copies of your AEP Ohio and Columbia Gas of Ohio bill copies. Um, if that's not something you want to do, we can schedule an in-person meeting or a phone conversation, you know, what, whatever is most convenient for you. Uh, Palmer evaluates your bill copies to make sure you're not paying a, 
you know, a variable rate that's, a, you know, possibly an auto renew rate, maybe your contract has ended and it's auto renewed on a month to month, mm-hmm. you know, non-competitive rate. Um, you know, maybe you've accidentally been picked up by a supplier over the phone with a, you know, introductory offer that's, uh, you know, going to turn into a much higher rate a couple months down the road. And all of a sudden you look at your bill, what is happening here? Um, you know, there's a lot of different things that we look at when we review your bills. So, um, you know, that, that is a great way to do your due diligence. Um, you know, most, most businesses are in something, some sort of a, a, a contract, right. um, but we look at different ideas of, you know, what will help you save the most. It may be a local government aggregation program. It may be with temporarily being at full service with your utility. Uh, it could be a fixed rate contract. Um, it, it, it really is a individual, um, you know, type situation that we evaluate. So bottom line is when people talk with you, if your solution isn't the best to Palmer, you're still going to suggest, and I've seen you do this with some of the the businesses we've worked with, you're going to suggest what's best for that business, which I think with so many companies in this space, I don't know that every company does that. Well, you know, we we feel that being transparent is uh, a very important thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Palmer's trying to, you know, the the program started giving the members solutions for their energy savings, and sometimes that doesn't mean, um, you know, getting into a contract that Palmer helps you negotiate. Sometimes, uh, you know, it's recommended you stay with your utility. Uh, you know, it's electric and natural gas prices are are, are changing all the time. So, um, you know, we just evaluate at the at the time um, a good mm-hmm. solution, and you know, really try to control and reduce your your energy costs. With so much fluctuation in those markets, is it a good idea to maybe set up like a quarterly meeting with you, or maybe twice yearly meeting with you, just to? Hey, what's, what are things looking like now? Because it seems like every day is a little bit different. Oh, sure. Well, I mean, it honestly depends on, um, you know, if you're in a, if you're in a contract or something like that, we are always going to recommend, like, especially with electric that you, Mm -hmm. you stay in that contract till it's in, but we can look at different pricing scenarios for, um, you know, that contracts end, but, yeah. You know, um, periodically reviewing is a good thing, especially if you notice something is off on your bills. Maybe they're um, a little higher than normal. Um, you know, sometimes it could just be that you're using more or we're having a hotter summer or a colder winter. Um, you know, I, I do have that happen every once in a while. A business owner might send us a bill and say, I don't understand what's what's happening here. And it may just because be because year over year, uh, you know, could be a hotter summer or colder and you're using more. Well, and, but I mean, it's good to talk to somebody who's an expert and not just have to guess, well, maybe it's because of this. You can at the very least give them a pretty good ballpark idea what's happening. Well, and let's be honest. I I mean, if we can help you save money, I'm sure you'd rather have that money back in your pocket than. Absolutely. Emily. So what are some of the other things? So obviously looking at the plan, keeping tabs on those numbers, seeing if there are solutions there, that is probably where people can see some of the biggest benefits. But as far as making some efficiency upgrades in their own buildings and their places, what are some of the things that that you recommend and have you've seen companies doing that are help, helping them with their costs right now? 
Well, um, after having your your bills reviewed, I mean, that that's obviously a good place to start mm-hmm. uh, just to make sure you're not paying more than you should be. Um, upgrading lighting to LED is another great cost-effective way to get a return on your investment. Um, obvious things like turning off equipment and lights when not in use. Um, some larger manufacturers can benefit from not turning equipment on all at once, but instead staggering their starts. Um, This helps control their monthly peak demand, which drives distribution costs. So those are definitely a few things, um, buying energy efficient equipment and, you know, appliances um, for your business. Um, That's definitely a way to save. This is probably the time to invest in those if ever there was a time uh, to look at more energy efficient options in the equipment that businesses are using. Do you know, and you may or may not know off the top of your head, but do you know, are there maybe grants or subsidies that are available for for businesses uh, that are trying to do this, maybe through the government or through some other entities? Not currently. Um, I know there have been in the past for sure. Um, but right now with this volatile market that's going on and everything at the utility companies, I don't know of any okay. specific ones that are being offered at the moment. That doesn't mean they won't be in the future. Um, sometimes if you're working with a contractor to uh, do a large project with, um, you know, your facility, they may have some, you know, grants or, or um, you know, rebates or something like that. Very good. Well, Emily, uh, this is all very informative. If, again, if people want to get in touch with you, get the process started on taking a look at those numbers and seeing if maybe there's some uh, some advantages to be gained. What's the best way to get in touch with you? Um, you can email me at uh, esnyder at palmerenergy.com or my direct line is 419-491-1017. Very good. Thanks for joining us, Emily. Thanks for having me, Doug. I appreciate it. Thanks to Emily for joining us. Unfortunately, there are a lot of things out of your control when it comes to energy costs. But if we're mindful about the things that we can control and we're diligent about following up on those things, and that's really the big part is you have to stay on top of it, we can help mitigate those costs a bit. Again, if you're interested in learning more about the Chamber Energy Program, I'd be happy to introduce you to Emily. So just reach out and let me know. One quick Chamber note to run by you. We are coming up on the next cycle of our digital billboard program in about a month now. If you've ever wanted to do outdoor advertising, this is really a great way to get into that space at a fraction of the cost. And I do mean a fraction of the cost and still get a lot of good exposure. We have a spot on the digital billboard across from the Walmart on Tiffin Avenue, so a pretty highly trafficked area right there. And our members can get a steep discount. If you're interested in getting into outdoor advertising, let me know. I'll get you all the logistics. I know by talking to a lot of our members, exposure is one of those needs. They need people to know about their business. They need people to know what they're doing and getting that repetition, just people seeing your face, seeing your business logo time and time again, that can really go a long way. So I'd be happy to help you out with that. Let's get back into the show. And we're joined now by Gary Smalley of Charles Construction Services here on Chamber Amplified. Gary, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me around, Doug. So Charles Construction Services is now a 39-year member of the Finlay-Hancock County Chamber. I would imagine a lot has changed in the construction industry in nearly four decades of service. Uh, You've been in and around construction for quite a while, Gary. What are some of the big things that you've noticed changing in the industry? 
<laughs> when, I, when I started in construction, there was no fax machine yet. So uh, <laughs> All right. the computers had the big 12-inch floppy disks and everything. So it, <laughs> a lot has changed in construction since I have started. So um, technology really driving that. No fax machines. It's funny. We're almost to the point where there are no fax machines in an office anymore anyway. Well, that's kind of what I tell everybody. You know, email me, text me. It's easier. I don't even have a fax machine. We do have one in the office somewhere. Uh, <laughs> I under yeah we have a fax number two at the chamber I don't know what it is I don't know where the fax machine is and I don't think I've ever received one since I started working here so that's uh that's apparently where we're at where we're at so let's talk a little bit about the history of Charles Construction Services how did it get going uh, how long obviously it's been a four almost 40 year member of the chamber but what's the history beyond that yeah Charles started back in 1983 um since then, they've been involved in probably most of the premier jobs in Hancock County. Um, we've worked at uh, Owens way back when, um, uh, the Ohio State University in Marion, who did a lot of jobs out the Tall Timbers. You know, uh, recently, uh, we're now building a 100,000 square foot warehouse for Finley Industries warehousing. We're also building uh, the uh, Liberty Benton Schools. We're working with Gilbane on that. Uh, we just finished the Eagle House out there. If you never have been out there to see it. That's a great building to go see. Uh, so, you know, through the years, we've kind of involved from doing uh, small commercial projects to large industrial to large schools. So, I have seen the uh, the ongoing construction at Liberty Benton and the uh, the the new Eagle Fieldhouse as well. That's some some really good work. But like you said, that's uh, you know the Eagle Fieldhouse, not a small project. It's not something I can throw up in my backyard. Uh, but compared to a huge warehouse, uh, you guys are you, you do a little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah, we're pretty spread out. Uh, you know, we'll, we've got a lot of projects we go in. We just change outdoors, windows, stuff like that. But then we've got the multi-million dollar projects that we do also. So we're pretty well-rounded. Walk me through the the process of of getting a construction project going. Um, again, like I said, I'm not throwing up a large uh, field house in my backyard or anything. But let's say I was interested. What's What does the process look like? You know, that's kind of what I do. Uh, I... Uh, network a lot at the chambers and uh, through phone calls and meetings and stuff. But uh, if, if you're thinking about building a building in the next three to five years, uh, you call me, you know, I'm a good listener. We uh, <laughs> find out what you want to do, you know, what your business is, what the flow of your business is. And over the next you know, six months or so, we'll talk about it. We'll get four plans drawn up. Maybe if you want to go that far, find a property to put it on. We'll put the building on the property, turn it around, put parking on it so you can see what it is. Uh, but, uh, and I also help with the local, uh, communities to get the, uh, tax abatements. Uh, if there's any grants out there from the state, if there's low interest loans from the states, work with the local economic development people, uh, and, uh, in this County regional growth partners. So it's, it's, sometimes it's a long drawn out affair. Usually when somebody thinks about an idea like that, it's six months to a year, uh, before really having drawings around. And then, you know, at, in this day, it's about 18 months to get a building built. Uh, so it's it's a long drawn out process. Uh, I talk to a lot of people that once we get involved, decide no, they don't want to do that, and they find another building somewhere and do some remodel. So uh, I say, yeah. if you're thinking about doing a building, hey, just give me a call and, and we'll sit down and have a conversation. Well, and I think you would want the process to be a little lengthy because there's a lot of things to talk through. Maybe some things that you haven't thought of or some options that you didn't even realize were on the table, uh, that type of thing. It's not really something where I would imagine most of the time you don't want someone to come in and be like, here we go. I need to start breaking ground in about three weeks. 
Yeah, you know, it's not I, possible I in this environment anyway. But yeah, I tell everybody it's the third plan that works. The first plan never <laughs> works. The second plan's close. The third one is actually the one you want. Uh, so yeah, it is a drawn out affair. Let's talk a little bit about some challenges that are facing the construction industry. Uh, certainly getting people in the trades has been something we've heard about uh, for several years. It's been exasperated over the last couple of years a little bit more. Uh, but uh, what, what are some of the bigger challenges you see on the, the horizon in the construction industry? Well, I mean, you hit the, the nail on the head there. Most of our employees are within 10 to 15 years of retirement. Um, and we don't see the 20 to 35-year-olds uh, coming into the field uh, to continue that on. So we're always out there looking, uh, trying to get young people interested. Um, Millstream has a great program over there uh, that's getting things around. So uh, it's it's tough getting people. Uh, so we've kind of stayed the same size. The last three or four years really haven't been able to grow. Uh, but we hope to see that kind of flipping for a lot of juniors and seniors now are starting to get interested in the trade again. So that's great to see. What makes a what makes a good construction worker? What are the qualities that you're looking for? You, you know, you just got to be able to put in an honest day's work for an honest day's pay. Uh, you know, a little bit of mechanical, uh, it, read a tape measure, you know, do some math. Uh, but uh, other than that, it's just a lot of hard work, and uh, that's why a lot of people don't come into the trade. We're not in air conditioning all the time, <laughs> <laughs> and we're out in weather. Uh, but uh, you know, when when you build a building and you can stand back and look at it when it's done and you're proud of what you did. Those are the type of people we're looking for. Absolutely. I, that's that tactile feel of like, we built that, uh, I think is quite the reward. And, uh, and yeah, you hit the nail on the head there too. We've used that phrase twice now in this podcast. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, I drive around town and then now I tell my grandkids that, you know, I was involved in building that building or, wiring that building or something it used to be my kids now my grandkids and, and it's stuff i've always been proud of and uh, a lot of most construction people are that way well you can kind of see the history of a town or a city that way like oh, i worked on i remember when that building was was built we you know and the, the memories come back but you can kind of like oh this is how the city expanded this way we worked on that project so uh you really can contribute to the growth of everything happening in finley and hancock county yeah, I mean, you come out to our offices and you walk down our wall of pictures and everything. You, you can see the, the time date of everything we've done all the way through. And uh, it's really amazing, like you say, to see the landscape changing and gotcha. uh, ever changing like it is today. You know, the buildings are getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> it takes a lot more time to build and a lot more money. So uh, what, let's talk about the, the time and the process. Certainly, that's something that's probably changed over the last couple of years working supply chain. How is that something you've been able to mitigate? Uh, I, I know talking with the, all sorts of construction companies, including Charles Construction Company, uh, it seems like everybody's doing a pretty good job of letting the client know, hey, it's probably going to take a little bit longer. But also, it seems like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, seems like clients just know that's the deal right now and, and really haven't had too much to say about it, just knowing that's kind of what they're getting into. Yeah, clients have been pretty good about it, you know, starting a couple of years ago with the pandemic, of course, uh, you know, prices started going up, started running out of things, things started stretching out. Uh, and nowadays, it's kind of just into the construction schedule. You know, everybody's like you say, is kind of expecting it. Uh, everybody is uh, maybe not happy about it, but it's the best they can do because they, they need to get their doors open to make money. Uh, longer it takes us to do that uh yeah it's just tough so you might trade out like a different type of material um 
you know, whether it's on the finish or whatever, but you might trade out a finish if you can get it a little bit quicker than maybe what was in the original design, things like that. Have you seen anything like that going on? Uh, you know, a little bit. Um, but uh, right now it's getting back to uh, not what it was three right. years ago, but it's getting closer. So, uh, no, there wasn't really too many material changes along the way. There you uh, go. For That's- a while, we could do a precast building a little quicker than a steel building, which has always been the opposite. Okay. Uh, but, but it's getting back to everything's getting, you know, not the a steel building used to be eight, 10 weeks. Now it's, you know, 12 to 18, depending on how you get into the schedule. Uh, but it's starting to fall back a little bit too. So, gotcha. I think we're rounding the corner on that that part of it. Um, so, hopefully, it'll get back the way it was three years ago. Well, that's good news. So, we're happy to have that right here on Chamber Amplified. Gary, if people want to learn more about Charles Construction Services, whether they're thinking about building or just curious about the industry, what's the best way to get in touch with you? You know, uh, email's great. G Smalley at Charles Construction Inc. or Charles Inc. dot com. Um, you call uh, myself, 567-271-1052. Like we said before, it's always on. Um, you can get a hold of me anytime during the day. Um, you can stop out the offices and just uh, we can walk you through and show you a lot of uh, pictures and everything. Uh, and we're at most of the community events around town in one form or another. So uh, just uh, like I say, just give me a call. I'm glad to come and sit and listen. Uh, even if you're just at the beginning of thinking, maybe I might want to do something five years from now. Uh, that's, that's kind of what I do. So, well, it sounded like I was getting ready to wrap up, but then you said something that made me think of another question. Uh, you're at a lot of community events and I think that's one thing, uh, that Charles construction. And I know that you yourself take a lot of pride in is you are a very civically active company. We do see Charles construction at a lot of different events and supporting those events. Yeah, yeah, uh, we've got a whole list of uh, events we support, probably to 30 to 40 events every year around the area. You know, the Julie Cole Golf Outing for the Cancer and the 5K runs and stuff like that. And a lot of stuff, the chamber outings, a lot of the golf outings, a lot of the, uh, I just seen the paper this morning that our softball team scored 23 runs twice this weekend. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's, it, it, it's, uh, it's a lot of things we do. You know, the youth get out of it, they find out our name, and hopefully someday along the line they'll. They'll use us on a project as they get older. It's I wasn't expecting a softball stat line today, but <laughs> that actually that made my morning. Yeah, yeah. I, I just seen it in the finishing quarter right before right before we. I, I sat down to, to come into the meeting. I thought, well, that's great. <laughs> there you go. All right. So now we know Charles Construction can build your building, but don't expect them to take it easy on you on the baseball or on the softball diving because they'll <laughs> they'll they'll run it up on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, thanks for joining us. Yep, yep. Thanks for giving me a call, Doug, and uh, hope we get together in the near future. That'll do it for this week. Thanks again to Gary Smalley and Emily Snyder for joining us today. And, of course, a big thanks to you for listening to Chamber Amplified. We hope you learned a little something about the local business community and hopefully a little something to help run your business better. If you have any ideas for topics you want to hear covered here on the podcast, send me an email, djenkins at findleyhancockchamber.com. If you're listening on our website, we do appreciate it. Remember, you can have this delivered to your phone and your favorite podcast player as well. Just search for Chamber Amplified in your favorite podcast player and you'll be all taken care of. And that will make things a little bit easier for you. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time on Chamber Amplified from the Findlay-Hancock County Chamber of Commerce.